today. Between my Lord and I, I keep falling in 
You can be seated for just a moment. Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Uh, I'm going to tell you, we're all going to go back out and come back in if we don't stretch and wipe the sleep out of our eyes and decide we're at church. Listen, we, I, I, this is one thing I just decided I just can't, I just can't stomach. I just can't handle it. Oh, I just can't do it. If I was going to sleep late, I'd sleep late in my bed. Oh, I got all day. Hey, it's crawfish day. How many of you want to get there? The quickest way to get there is to get here. It's good to have you in the house of the Lord today. There's just a few things why I had to be seated. I want to show you. We got pictures from uh, folks from Connecticut. Caleb. Yeah. Heather and I went. How many of you know that there's a whole bunch from Connecticut that watch Mag Church every week? Support Mag Church. This is this this is Toby and Chris. Toby and Chris. They were our hosts. We stayed with them this week. And show me the next pick. This is uh, some more of the Breakfast Club from Connecticut. That's Timmy and Andrew, Toby, Chris, and right here in front, smiling at you. He's probably watching right now. That's Stu. And he would say, the Jew. <laughs> Stuart, Stu is from, uh, he's a great guy. And next picture, we just want to show you what, who we, there we are. We, we went up and there was about three or four more that showed up after the picture was taken. But they have a, uh, a little shop that they all meet at and three times a week, two times a week and watch and attend Mag Church all the way in New Milford, Connecticut. So we wanted to show, faithfully watch Mag Church, and we, we love them for it. Okay, next, show me, uh, show me uh, Corbin and Kylan. There, where are they at? There's Corbin. Hey, won't y'all two head up here real quick? Come on up. This is unusual, but they done. This is unusual to take time, but they done something unusual. Come on up here, guys, all the way up, all the way up, right out here in the spotlight. Look at the bunch. Hey, last week Lauren, I believe, showed a BGMC video in. He showed a video last, Lauren showed a video last weekend, Mag Kids, about BGMC, what it is and what they do and how the children support it. But BGMC is a missions uh, program with the, that the Assemblies of God's been for probably 75 years or more where they collect change and money. The children bring their change and money and they, they, get, they, they buy uh, missions material for missionaries all over the world. And last week when they watched this video, Lauren didn't think much about it, but Corbin here got, got a hold of what BGMC does. Yes? And he decided he wanted to, to help raise some money for BGMC. So he went home, and one thing Corbin done, he's, a, he's quite the artist, you know. So he drew a picture and put it on Facebook, and you know, uh, 
Corbin, I think, got 50 bucks for his picture. Yes? Yeah, Corbin, good job. But he wanted to be more, and he recruited some help over here, and they got with the moms, and they had a big bake sale, and they called Market Basket. This is all their idea. And they called Market Basket, said they let them set up, and because they were local and because we're mag, they said yes, and they moms pitched in, and we got videos of Corbin stirring cookie dough and everything, and they had a big bake sale yesterday, and yesterday these two boys raised $720. BGMC. And their leftovers are in the lobby and you can help them raise more. <laughs> but that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Good job. Hey, good job, Mag Kids workers. Because they didn't ask them to do anything, they just showed them what it was about. Train up a child in the way that they should go, and when they're old, they won't they will not depart from it. Amen. That's what it's all about. Can you tell them one more time? Good job. Yeah. Show them a great job. Yeah. Thanks, guys. We have our ushers. We'll receive our Sunday morning tithe and offering. While they're coming, we'll remind you today that the crawfish boil is immediately after the morning service. And uh, the cost is, if you're eating crawfish, is $20 per person. If you're eating just links of potatoes, corn, without crawfish, $10 a person. If you're eating hot dogs, it's free. And I'll, I'll tell you, if you're here and you're a visitor this morning and you hadn't been with us before, you're welcome to come as my guest free of charge eat what you want to, okay? Thank you. And uh, also, we want to tell you, just so we know, and we'll tell you again at the end of the service, all the food is going to be served from the fellowship hall behind us, and then we will, and then we will carry, then you take your trays and eat in the gym. So it's all going to, we're going to serve from behind us in the fellowship hall, eat in the gym. We've got six pots boiling out there right now. We should have it on the way pretty quick as soon as service is over today. Are you ready for that? Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to give back to you. Lord, to return our tithe to you. Lord, we ask you today to be in this service. This is your house. Have your will and have your way in every heart and every life. We'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Everybody can do something. Yeah, yeah isn't that something? Amen. Would you stand with us? Declare your love in the morning. 
and your faithfulness by night. For you, O Lord, have made me glad. I will sing for joy at the words of your things and rejoice in what you have done. Oh, let's sing it again. I'll give thanks to you, Lord, and sing praise to your name, O Most High. I'll declare your love in the morning and your faithfulness by night. Yes, for you, O Lord, have made me glad. I will sing for joy at the works of your hands and rejoice in what? Oh, can you rejoice in him today? Yes. Oh, Lord, how great are your works. Oh, Lord, how great are your works. Oh, Lord, how great are your works. You have made me glad. Oh, Lord, how great are your works. Oh, Lord, how great are your works. Oh, Lord, how great are your works. You have made me glad. I'll give thanks, I'll give thanks to you, Lord. I'll sing praise to your name, almost high. I'll declare your love in the morning and your faithfulness by night. Oh, for you, oh Lord, have made me glad. I will sing for joy and rejoice in what you have done. I'll rejoice in what you have done. All your works, yes, you are, Lord. Oh, Lord, how great are your works. You have made me glad. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, how great are your works. Oh, Lord, how great are your works. Oh, Lord, how great are your works. You have made I will trust in you, Lord, for I know that you're on my side. I can rest, I won't be defeated. Lord, you are the strength of my life. For you, oh Lord, have made me glad. I will sing for joy at the works of your hands and rejoice in what you have done. Can you rejoice?
your miracles so great there is no one else like you there is no one else like you there's nobody like you nobody 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 Nobody, 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 nobody else like you. Nobody, 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 nobody else like you. Nobody but you, Lord. Nobody, nobody, nobody else like you. For you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you, Lord. You are great. You do miracles so great. There's no one else like you. There is no one else like you. For you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you, Lord. There is no one else like you. You are great. Every day, Lord, there is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. No one like you, Lord. No one like our Savior, amen.
Amen. Thank you, Jesus. He inhabits the praises. He's enthroned on the praises of his people, the Bible says. This morning we're going to turn to Matthew chapter 6. I'm going to go to purple. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. Verse 13. Says, And you, being dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, he is resurrected together with him, having, forgive, having forgiven you all sins. Look at verse 14. He blotted out the handwriting of ordinances that was against you, against us. And contrary to us, he took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed authorities and powers he made an open show of them triumphing over them by the cross I want to look again at verse 14 it says he blotted out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us and contrary to us he took it out of the way nailing it to the cross 
This morning I want to come by for just a few minutes and tell you that the bill has been paid. The debt has been paid. The old songwriter said, I owed a debt I could not pay. He paid a debt he did not owe. Aren't you glad that the debt has been paid? I come by to preach to the church this morning just for a moment because we, we, we know it in our minds, we, but sometimes we don't live it in our lives. That the accounting has been done. I thank God that the accounting has been, has been completed. Oh, it's better news than you're hearing this morning that the debt has been paid. We, we, used, to, we used to sing that there was a time on earth when in the books of heaven. <laughs> it says, there, it talks about that being on the books of sins that were unforgiven. My name was at the top. <laughs> with many things below but I came into the keeper and settled long ago it says the old account was large and growing every day because I was always sinning and never came to pay but then I looked ahead and saw such pain and woe <laughs> And I went into the keeper and settled long ago. Church, I come by to tell you this morning, it's good news that the account is settled. One of the greatest or the biggest tactics of this enemy is to bring up your past. When you think about it, he, he never changes his tactic. When he comes at you in a way that works, he never changes his tactic because there's no need to change his tactic. If it's effective, why change? And I read in the Revelation where it talked about, the, the, it says that old, that, that old dragon, the serpent of old, called the devil. He said he stands before the throne of God accusing, the accuser of the brethren, said he stands before the throne of God accusing day and night. There's something I want to tell you that, that I'm talking to the church today. I want, I want to talk, maybe you don't know him and we're, and we're going to deal with, with how wonderful he is in just a moment, but I want to talk to the, to the people that already know him for just the next few moments. Because, see, he didn't just come that we would have life. You know, John 10 and 10 says, The thief cometh not, but to steal and to kill and to destroy. Jesus speaking, he said, But I am come that you might have life. And... I love conjunctions. That you may have life and life more abundantly. I tell you all the time that being saved is so much more that I get to go to heaven and that I don't have to go to hell. That's wonderful. That's good. That's the ultimate. That's what it's all about. But I came to tell you that he came to pay and he paid the debt so that you can have life now. 
this side. See, it's, it's one thing to be saved, but it's another thing to have abundant life. And one of the great, I hear it, I, I deal with people every day of my life. It's, it's, it's what a pastor does. How many know that? Shepherds lead sheep, and they deal with sheep. Sometimes the sheep are hungry. Sometimes the, the, the sheep are off course. Sometimes, sometimes the, the, the sheep needs, needs, to, needs just some guidance. And, but sometimes the, the, the sheep are, are, are sick or, or they're being held back or there's a predator after the sheep. I want to tell you there's always a predator after the sheep. How do I know that? Because the Word of God says to be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. There's always a predator after the sheep. And I think about this accuser. And what does an accuser do? It's pretty self-evident. I mean, the, the word tells the tale. What does an accuser do? He comes and brings accusation. Sometimes the accusations are true from this accuser. Come on, somebody. But the problem is about the accuser is that he comes to, to make an accusation when the debt has been paid. Forgive us our debts as we forgive. This is the model prayer. That forgive us, God, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. In Colossians it says that he, is, that he has taken the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. What does that mean? See, Paul wrote in, in Roman imagery much of the time. And see, whenever in that day and in that time, said if you, if you owed somebody a debt, see, the, the city business was, was done at the gates of the city. And when you, business was, the transactions were done among the people at the gate of the city. And if you had borrowed money or if you had borrowed something and you owed a debt and, and you haven't paid, then your debtor would come and he would, and he would, and he would write a, a, a bill with you, with with your what you owed on it, and he would and he would nail it outside right at the gates, and everybody in town could see what you owed. You hear me? For everyone to see, you're exposed. It says that he has forgiven the handwriting of ordinance that was, that was against us. It says nailing it to the cross. See, in that time when there was a debt owed, that, that sometimes, that if you couldn't pay it, every once in a while there was a beneficiary, a benefactor, that would come by and see your debt, and, and, he, would, and he would take and he would pay your debt. And when you're, or, or if you would come pay your debt, whenever the debt had been paid, he would, he would take the skin or take the, 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 the paper, the papyrus, and he, and he would fold it in half, and he would nail it back to its, to its place on the gate. And when it was folded in half and nailed to its place, it meant that it was paid in full. You no longer owed the debt. Jesus is telling you, you owed a debt that you couldn't pay. That it was, that it was too much. That it was, he said, but I have come. Paul is saying he came and he, he has canceled the handwriting of ordinances that was against you. That he has nailed it to his cross. When he, see, what he done on the cross when he said that it is finished, it literally means 
It is paid. The price has been paid. The sacrifice has been given and accepted. It's over with. We got to understand something. Because what people deal with every day, I deal with it. My family deals with it. You deal with it. To some degree or another, you either deal with it or you have dealt with it. It's whenever, whenever God's beginning to move in your life or, or wants to move in your life or, or, or things are happening in your life and th that the accuser comes back to you. And he says, you know who you are. Oh, you ain't hear me. You know what you did. You're not anything different than you ever were. You know, you, you remember about, he, he, he's good at dates. He's good at, he, he, he has a great, he, he'll come back and he'll bring it to you and play it before you over and over in your mind. How many of you has ever had, had a loop of, 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 of information played over and over in your mind? He'll show it to you in vivid color. He'll show you your failure, especially the one that eats at you the most. He'll, he'll make sure it's right in front of you. Is that right or wrong? Every time you think you're, you're gonna, you're, you've gotten above it. Every time that God's beginning to use you. Every time that God's beginning to move in your life, in your family, in your church, that he'll play the tape. Oh, if you, if you step out too far, maybe he'll do this. I'm, I, let me tell you something about him. He's a liar. Father of all lies. Let me tell you about when he talks to you. Because he talks to you. He's a liar. The father of all lies, and his language is lies. That's it. Now, let me let me give you something really quick. I've told I, I tell you every once in a while about because people uh, on the outside, people in the world, will try to act like that you're crazy if if, if you know about uh, God speaking to you or the enemy speaking to you. But everybody has those things that speak to you. I don't care who you are. You might call it your conscience. Hello? Y'all know what I'm talking about? That thing that comes to your mind that accuses you, it's always the enemy. That thing, that, 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 that tape that plays over and over that comes to you, that keeps you beat down, that comes and it gives you anxiety, that thing that comes and eats at your gut and about eats you up, you can't, I just can't get over it, Pastor. That accusation, you, everybody knows the tone and the sound of an accuser. It's the enemy of your soul. 
It says that he's before the throne, accusing day and night. I, I don't have time to build the theology about where, where, where the enemy dwells. It's not in hell. It's not in hell. He's not in hell, sitting on a hot rock. So he's the prince of the powers of the air. He's in the heavenlies. The Bible says that he still has access to the throne of God. In fact, it's, it's, it's all the way in Revelation 12. After the church is gone, after tribulation, that it says that there was a war that broke out in the heavenlies. And it's, it's, then, it's, then it says that, that serpent, that, that, uh, that old snake, the, the, the accuser, that it, he said it was then that he was cast out of heaven. See, there's things that you and I don't understand about how the accuser can still walk into the holiness of God, but the Bible says he does. But see, he's the father of lies, and we serve the God of truth. And God, see, God, will, God is always fighting for you. He's always voting for you. I had, a, I had a man back in Paris one time taught me something. He called it the doctrine of election. Let me help somebody this morning. See, God always votes for you. Satan always votes against you. And you cast the deciding vote. I'm trying to call somebody to understand this morning that the debt has been paid. I'm, having, I'm telling you somebody that when, when, when it's under the blood, it's under the blood. It says he cast your sin from me as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered against you again. He said, he said it's been thrown into the depths of the sea. See, when you're, when, 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 see uh, he, he only brings up your past because that's all he's got, but it's, but it's quite effective. And why do we let him do it? Because we forget who we are and we forgot what he's done. See, when you go to God about things that's already under the blood, he, he's, for one thing, you're, 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 you're actually in, in a type of rebellion. We won't go there today. But what, he, but what he's really saying is, I don't remember that. Now, it's not that God has amnesia. Because he's all-knowing. He knows it all. What it is, 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 what he's saying is, I don't hold that to your account anymore. It's not on the books. It's gone. It's paid. I was thinking about something last night, and I want to give you a very practical example about what Jesus Christ has done for you. There's been a time in my life whenever, whenever I've had financial disaster before in my time, and let me tell you something. There is nothing more relentless than a bill collector. I'm going to paint you a picture this morning. You're going to understand. They call from 8 o'clock in the morning to 9 o'clock at night. They don't take off Sundays. They'll call, some will call every hour, some will call every, I've had people call me every 20 minutes. Relentless. And you know what? They have the right to. I owed them money. See, whenever you're, whenever you're, whenever you're lost in sin, whenever you don't know, when, haven't made Jesus your Lord, when God's not your Father, He has the right to try to collect the debt. Because, see, you earned it. See, the wages of sin is death. You earned it. Wages, wages are earned. 
and he has the right to come to collect. But see, whenever you, whenever you give your life to the Lord, you make, him, you make him Jesus both Lord and Savior. That means he, can, he got you out of hell and then he runs your life. Not ruins, runs. He's in charge of. See, lots of people want Savior, but they don't want Lord. See, when you made him your, your, your Lord and Savior, see, when he's your Lord, he, 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 his word, it guides your life. I want you to hear me. See, before you were his, the accuser with the mounting debt of sin had the right to come and collect. But when Jesus went to the cross in my place, it said he, that he paid the price. That he took the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. He took, the, he took the debt and he folded it in half and he nailed it to his cross. He said, I paid it. It's paid in full. Now I'm going to tell you when, you, when you keep living in your past, I want somebody to hear me. When you keep living in your past, when he's your Lord and he's your Savior. The, the enemy will keep, try to keep you living there. And it won't keep you out of heaven, but it will steal your joy. It'll take your victory. It'll keep you from accomplishing what God's called you to do. It'll hold you back. And it'll wear you out. It'll wear you out. And I'm going to tell you what, living in your past under the accusation of your past life, of your past mistakes, I don't care how big or how small. And he, isn't it amazing? He knows exactly which is the one, the thing that he can put in front of you that will shut you up. We're not asking you to tell, you what, tell anybody what it is this morning. I just want you to acknowledge that he knows in your life exactly what to put in front of you. He may something like, it may be like, well, who do you think you are to say that? You remember when you... He'll try to keep you from raising your kids right, by the way. He'll say things like, well, you did that. Don't pass out on me now. He'll, he'll, he'll try to keep, he'll, he will literally try to steal your kids by keeping you from teaching your kids what's right because you did something. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, preacher. I'm not going to say about my kids smoking a little weed. I smoked a little weed in high school. Oh, that's just real. Well, I don't know if I want to say anything about that. This is, you know, well, uh, I, I'm not going to say anything about, I mean, how did they get caught up in meth? Well, I wouldn't say anything because I did a little of those things. And I, let me tell you are, you, are you just going to let them die because of your past? Are you going to try to tell me you don't know right from wrong because you made mistakes? Or let's say, let's say, let's, let's call it what it is, that because you fell into sin, they tried to destroy you. See, when you're trying to raise your kids, when you're trying to do what's right, and, and then he begins to run the film. And in the meantime, it's under the blood in your life. Because you've been there, we used to call that experience. Wisdom and knowledge. Because you've been there is why you ought to speak up. Let me tell you what he'll do to your preacher. He'll, 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 he'll go as far back as he can go. And then the key, I'm gonna be, he'll, he'll say, 
I'll expose you. I'll expose you. I'll tell everybody who you were or what you did. You know what? I choose to just tell it myself. Now, I want to tell you that one of the biggest things to disarm the enemy because I want to tell you what the following verse is when it says that he kicked that old serpent out of heaven. You hear me? It says, it says that that's also the, the, the dragon and the serpent of old, the devil, that stands before the throne day and night. It says, I kicked him out of heaven. And it says, and we were made overcomers. Connect it. It just, it just occurs to me. We're made overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. I'm going to tell you something. There's nothing more powerful than a man or a woman that will stand up in front of people and say, I was this. I was this. I did this. I went there. I was involved in this. But one day I met a Savior. One day he washed me white as snow. One day one day he, 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 he settled the account. I'm going to tell you, whenever you tell your testimony, the devil doesn't have anything to expose. You've already one-upped him. Do you hear me? Don't be ashamed of who you are. Be proud of what Jesus has done in your life. See, whenever, you, whenever you'll just tell your story, he, doesn't, he, can't, he, can't, he can't expose what you've told yourself. Why, so why, that's how we're overcomers. We overcome it because it's no, he no longer uses, has leverage. He no longer has power over us. Well, I don't think you still. He no longer has the power. Let me tell you what's happening. There's not a person that listen to me. We put up with it out of an enemy. We put up with it out of the accuser. We put, we put up with it out of the one that comes and throws it back in our face. But you know what it's like? Thank God I dug out of that mountain of financial disaster. Thank God that the, the Lord helped me and, I, and we dug our way out and we, and we, we paid our bills and we, and we got out of that terrible place that we were in. But I can tell you what it's like when you let the enemy control your life with your past. Because I told you, when you owed the debt, they had the right to call you. Day and night. Night and day. Day and night. Night and day. When you're going to pay. When you're going to pay. When you're going to pay. When you're going to pay, when you're going to pay, when you're going to pay, when you're going to pay. Well, I, I, yeah, I can't pay. They say, you can't. I can't pay. You couldn't pay that debt. But I'm going to tell you what letting him beat you up with your past is like. Because Jesus paid it all. And it's over. When you're living in your past, Letting the accuser hold you down and beat you up and hold you back. It is like the day that you finally paid off the debt. It's when the hospital can't call anymore and say, you owe this much money. It's like, it's like when the phone company can't call and the credit card company can't call anymore. But you, you have paid it off. You have, you have the bank statement. And three months later they call and start hounding you again. There's not a person in this room that would for one second, if they called you again when the debt has been paid, look at me, you would say, wait a minute. I used to owe you that. 
But I have the receipt. I have the proof. I have the canceled check. I have the bank statement. And you email it or you fax it or whatever, and two days later they call you again. There's nobody in this room that would stand by and take that day after day. When you owed it, it ate you up. You, couldn't, you didn't like it. You couldn't stand it. They were driving you crazy, but you, knew that, but you knew you owed it. But when the debt has been paid, they have no right. They have no right to hassle you anymore. They have no right to put it in front of you again. They have no right to remind you of what you used to owe because the debt has been paid. And when you're living in this life, when you're a born-again child of the living God, your, your past is off limits. The debt has been paid. Not only did he, he, he didn't pay it just a little. I know there was no, there was no nasty pride in the Lord Jesus Christ. But he did kind of take a victory lap. You didn't hear me. Because he says that he blotted out the handwriting of ordinances which was against us and contrary to us and he took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross and having disarmed principalities and powers. He made a show of them openly. Triumphing over them at the cross. What is he talking about? That Roman time when the Romans would conquer a foreign nation, a foreign king, a governor, uh, an area, whenever the Roman army would, would conquer. See, they were ruthless. See, Jesus wasn't being ruthless. He was just talking about an open show. When, Roman, when Rome conquered, they would take its armies and its generals and its kings and they would strip them down naked and parade them through the street and, and make an open show of them in their defeat. And I'm going to tell you right now, whenever he triumphed over death, hell, and the grave at the cross, it says that he made an open show. How did he make an open show of this enemy? Because the enemy thought he had him in death. He said, when the open show came is when he burst out of that tomb. Whenever he was seen by many all over, all, uh, all over there, by many witnesses, and whenever he was seen ascending into heaven, he demonstrated, he made an open show of this enemy that you have no power over me. He made an open show, show of this enemy that I have all power in my hand. He demonstrated to him and the world that greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. He said, listen to me, church. He has, the debt has been paid. You're going to come out powerful when you, or you understand to tell the collector to quit calling. When he shows you your past, the old preacher said, show him his future. Because I read that there's going to come a time in history when all is said and done that we're literally going to see him the accuser, the serpent, the devil. And there's really going to be on our minds that. The Bible indicates that we're going to say, really, that is what I allowed to torment me? That? 
It says, and then a nameless angel. Ain't even important who it is. It said it's going to wrap him, bind him in chains. And he's going to put him away forever and forever. Church, the price has been paid. You can tell the collector to quit calling. Show him your receipt. Tell him to leave you alone. And I'm going to tell you the most powerful thing you can do is tell everybody you know what he's done for you. You've been made overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. <laughs> Heavenly Father, I thank you today for your word. And Lord, I thank you today that my past is not a weapon to be used against me. That you took my past and you gave me a future. Lord, that, that you remind us day and night by your spirit whenever the accuser comes that he's a liar and the father of all lies to put it down to cancel to, that the debt has been canceled. Lord, I pray right now that all over this house and people watching by, by internet and television that, the, that your spirit is speaking to their, to their heart right now as we speak that you're reminding them of who they are in Christ Jesus. See, I'm, that you remind them that, that, you're, that, you're a brand, that they're a brand new creation. Old things have passed away and all things have become new because of who you are. And we thank you in Jesus' name. You're here this morning. I'd first have to ask on a Sunday like this, if you're here this morning and you've never made him Lord and Savior, that today is the day that you can have your, that your debt can be paid. Today is the day that your accounting can be wiped clean. Today is the day that all that, that the burden of sin can be rolled away. Today is the day that you, you can be given a testimony of power. Today is the day that your sin can be nailed to the cross. It's already, the debt's already paid. Just accept the payment. If you're here today and that's you, would you show me your hand this morning? We, we're going to pray with you. We're never going to embarrass you. We're just going to invite you to make him Lord of your, of your life. Are you here this morning? Is that you? One more second. We'll ask one more second. Then everybody looking at me, you're here this morning, and your testimony is no more. No more. No more will I allow him to haunt me with my past. Today I will stand and declare as my testimony that my slate is wiped clean, the debt is paid, and I will, and I will be an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb. If that's you this morning, stand and give me praise. If that's you. No more is he going to use my past again. Somebody needs to say no more. Somebody in this house needs to make the declaration. No more. No more. No more. You're not using it against me again. No more. No more. No more. Come on, somebody. No more. Tell him. No more. Make a, make a testimony of no more. No, no more. The debt has been paid. Aren't you thankful? Aren't you thankful that we no longer have to live under the load of our sin? Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Forgive us our debt. Why do you think Jesus said, forgive us our debt? as we forgive those, as we forgive our debtors. There's power 
There's power. That's the power of forgiveness. Amen? Amen. Give him praise this day. Yes, amen. Now that we have victory in Jesus, we need a victory in Jesus first. So now we can enjoy the crawfish. We're going to pray over that before we even go back. Remind you that we're going to serve from the fellowship hall, eat in the gym. I don't know where they're at as far as if it's coming out of the pot yet or not. We have six pots, so it should, when it starts coming, it should come pretty quick as we start cooking. Uh, I know they're already, you, you understand what I'm saying. If, it's not, if, it's, if the first round's not out, it'll be out shortly. And we're in the process of getting that ready. So let's pray over the meal. If you're, if you're, if you're here and you, if you're a guest today and you want to stay for crawfish, please be my guest. And, and just pass the cash register. Just say, well, let me tell you something. The people back there know everybody's here. And they know if you're a visitor. So if you're a visitor, just walk on by. And, and eat with Mag Church today because we want you to feel welcome. See, you're our guest, and we, want, we don't only want you to be our guest, we want you to join us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time of fellowship that we're about to have. Lord, we ask that you bless the food to the nourishment of our body, bless the hands that have prepared the meal, and bless the fellowship among your saints. And we'll give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>